right, welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Um, we got Eric Fasciani back today. Um, super pumped to have him back on the podcast. VIP guest, originator. Um, we're going to go over some stress management tools that we've developed over this social isolation period. Going to share some tactics we've been using um, to maybe mitigate some of that stress. And then Eric will check in with you guys and um, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, stress management is kind of a good topic to uh, thank everybody because we went through obviously some pretty stressful uh, days, you know, with, um, you know, Lyra being born and also, um, you know, the box being closed down and all that stuff. And, Tyler and I, you got, we were talking about it earlier, how um, through this whole time, it could have been very stressful, could have been very negative, but because of the, just the extreme support from, you know, all the members and the coaches, friends, family, it was, uh, it, we couldn't help but be, you know, grateful through that whole time. So that was definitely um, really awesome to not be so stressed through such a crazy time. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Just everybody reaching out to us, asking if um, there's anything they can do to help, and just sending their thoughts and prayers. All that stuff was uh, it was pretty amazing. So, yeah, definitely want to thank everybody and let everybody know how grateful we are for all that. First and foremost, um, but yeah, we're home now, and um, Lara's doing good. Everybody's happy to be home and stuff. So, yeah, we're in a, we're in a good spot right now. Good. Happy to hear it. Yeah, it's awesome. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so stress management in, in lieu of this whole pandemic, um, you also have a newborn baby took after. Yeah. So. Has it, I know originally you said like, you know, you kind of had that gratefulness mindset that, that made the stress a little easier, but how are you handling the workload, the change in workload and change in situation? What are some tactics maybe that you've um, employed through this time since you got home? Um, I'd say, yeah, like I think having a newborn, you know, there's obviously like not as much sleep and um, it takes up a lot of time because, you know, you're like, you're, we're feeding her for a half hour and then, you know, you have to hold her upright for a half hour. So she doesn't like spit up and stuff. Cause she has like some acid or uh, reflux or whatever. So it's like an hour and then, you know, she'll sleep for a few hours and then you repeat. So it's, it's definitely a busy, a busy time. But, um, I think the number one thing is just staying positive. Like, um, yeah, we're just so like happy to, you know, have her and stuff that it kind of makes everything um, that might seem like stressful or a lot of work um, not be that bad um, and, and almost like, you know, enjoyable. So mm. I think yeah. that's kind of a trick you can apply to everything is just having a more positive outlook on things. Um, it just, you know, when you're in a good mood and you're thinking positively, stress um doesn't kind of breed in that environment you know yeah 
I think that like just having something like having an objective, like obviously yours right now is like being a father and being in that role and like just having that mission on its own takes away some stress because like when you have a responsibility that you need to kind of structure your energy around it's it doesn't leave a ton of room for like worry and um you know going down the rabbit hole of stress right do you feel like that was almost like an instantaneous kind of shift in perspective when you became a father like maybe small things that would have made you stressed out or or even like ticked you off you're kind of just like i see the bigger picture now like i have more important things yeah i mean yeah even like i was we we're just talking about this earlier like when we were in the hospital, um, they were saying like, Oh, did you hear Tom Brady left the Patriots or whatever? And, uh, I like, you know, normally I might be like, wow, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. And like spend some time thinking about it or whatever. But I was like, I could care less, you know, yeah, like you had, you had more cares? important things to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, even like, like the coronavirus, all that stuff happened like right when, um, we went in pretty much. So, um even that was like I was like I'm gonna deal with that when we get out kind of you know and um and uh yeah so it's kind of all like priorities you know we were just I was just like focused on you know being there and uh making runs home to get um restocking food and all that stuff and so yeah so you yeah, guys didn't have to eat hospital food the whole time you were there? No, yeah. Yeah, we were lucky. We had a lot of friends, like, make food and, like, drop it off at our house um, or even drop it off at the hospital. So that was – we were very lucky. That was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That was one of the, the things we spoke about this morning, too, of, like, when you're faced with, with actual issues, there's no room for, like, fluff issues. Mm. Right. And I know, like, in my personal life, I feel like, I don't know. Things are pretty good. It's almost like you make, you make things some tension. But then when when you're forced with like actual life dilemma or things you need to like, um, you know, answer to, there's re- less room for like that fluffy stuff. Zach, that you were kind of speaking on that of like, I don't know, kind of cuts out all the unnecessary things that you worry about. Mm-hmm. Makes you re- like instantly reprioritize. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think a situation like when right now we kind of it forces you to be like okay what's actually important in life what is uh what are things that I was just doing to pass the time or or whatever it may be and what, what should I really be worried about at the moment or hopefully it makes you think that way streamline a little bit yeah. so you can put your efforts into things that that matter and can push you in the right direction I think one of the big uh I'd say like tactics we've spoken about this on the podcast before though. Um, Like just to get through this whole social distance and quarantine and being at home and out of work. And um, for a lot of us is just like setting a new routine so that you can have some um, norm, like normalcy to your day uh, that you can, you know, like get a little more comfortability and, you know, knowing that you have things set up throughout the day. For me, that's been the, like the Zoom classes and programming and stuff, knowing that I have that every day and I can look forward to seeing some members and, um, you know, having that positive interaction, even small things like that, like the Zoom classes, 
that can provide structure to your day are a huge mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm a creature of habit myself. So if the last few weeks have been finding my new routine and then, and then honing that in uh, for my day. So I know for me in the morning, it's like, it's nice to get up early uh, to do my zoom classes in the morning. I'm still sleeping in a little bit compared to if I was at, uh, at the gym still, but it is nice to still like get up earlier, get my day going, which is what I'm used to doing. Uh, and then afterwards, like I've got a routine of just like going to cook breakfast right away and then sitting down, checking emails and trying to just, even though it's a new normal and I know it's not going to be the normal forever, like trying to find this new routine. Cause for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, um, you thrive off a routine and it it makes the day feel like it has more purpose. I feel like if you're just kind of winging it, the days just blend together and it's like groundhog's day. And all of a sudden Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, you don't even know what day it is anymore. So having that routine has definitely helped me get more work done and then just kind of feel like, all right, we, we can get through this. It's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. I think there's like a, a danger for a lot of people where maybe they, um aren't working as much or at all um from home and like the only things to do are like watch netflix and Mm -hmm. eat and uh that can be that can be a downward spiral oh yeah and there's still plenty of time for that too you can get that in but uh (laughs) try to to find some positive stuff to fit into that day as well yeah i think now's a good time to like double down on your i mean we've been preaching this too but doubling down on your fitness and nutrition Mm. Um, especially the things that you weren't good at when you were spending time in the box regularly, like now's a good time to reprogram and repattern some of your habits. Um, cause you have more time now, more downtime now than, than in right. a normal circumstance. So it's like, it is a great opportunity, although it is kind of a unfortunate circumstance for a lot of us. It's a great opportunity to sure up some of those things. Yeah, I was just thinking today, like, if you don't have double unders, like, nobody should come back to the box without double unders. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's going to be a test when you come back to the gym. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Like, you you shouldn't – when we talked about on last podcast, like, you definitely shouldn't get worse through this experience, but you don't even have to hold baseline. You could – you should definitely get better at something through these next few weeks and months. And that could be just, like – getting better at getting up earlier in the day or your double unders or getting better at reading for 10 minutes before you go to bed, whatever it may be that some of you've been telling yourself, I wish I had time to do X, Y, Z, like you can get better at it right now. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things, um, one of my stress management tactics that I've tried employing is that, um, reading before bed, which I, I had done periodically and sporadically, but now it's become like a nightly habit. And, before it was just like consuming social media before I laid down. And and especially now, like there's so much negativity on the web um, that I think just like putting that down and Mm. reading something is such a good benefit for your mental health. Um, And now's a good time to do it. Well, like everything's in flux and you kind of have this freedom to restructure a little bit. So um, that's one of the things that's really helped me and calm my mind, especially like before bed is, you know, just, just pick up a book, put down the phone, get off the news or whatever you're usually looking at throughout the day, Twitter or whatever, um, and just kind of unplug before you shut your eyes. Definitely. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been doing a little book club over at CFS, and it's been pretty cool. We already read a, uh, we read a Stephen King book. Uh, we just finished it up the other day. So it's been nice to 
actually like have time to to sit down and read every day or even listen to it on audiobook and it's been cool to do this little book club and kind of bounce ideas off other people and it makes you just like a group exercise setting like you know other people are reading it and people are checking in with you being like oh have you read this chapter yet? Yeah, it's crazy and you're like no i want to get there so like reach out to some friends if like reading is something you want to do and and pick a book together it's been it's been really fun i've never done something like this before nice have you guys watched tiger king yet i did Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go there. I'm just curious. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. like I'm like two and a half episodes in. Oh yeah. You're just picking up steam right it's now. It's just heating up. Yeah. Are just heating up. <laughs> I was trying to hold off for so long. Like I'm like, oh, I don't want to get into it because then I know I'll be like I'll be sucked down. And then I watched that first episode and I was like, Well, I can't not watch the next six after that. Yeah. Right. And the crazy thing is, like, I've always been obsessed with tigers. Like, I had, like, a Bengal tiger poster on my wall as a kid. And, uh, like, Amazon smile. <laughs> Amazon I'm smile. I'm so not surprised. <laughs> um, have you heard of Amazon smile? It's like a, like, they give, like, a tiny percentage of everything you buy to a nonprofit. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, I, I signed up for. To Joe Exotic. No, it was uh, Carol Baskin's Big Cat <laughs> Rescue. God damn it. And I was like, and watching this, I was like, she killed her husband, and I'm giving money to her. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That was Maybe killed her husband. Theoretically, yeah. Who knows, but possibly yeah. killed her husband. Definitely killed her husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not joke around here. Yeah. I think my favorite part, we could get off of this t- topic, but my favorite reaction to this has been people reacting to the show. Like the show was fun and everything, but I thought it was crazy to me that people were like, the guy who owns big cats are crazy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Anyone who owns pump? these in their backyard are probably crazy. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a fun show. Thank God though for memes, because I feel like, Here's my here's my philosophy on comedy is like it eases the it eases the uneasiness of any situation. So it's like we we live in the the over population of memes and comedy and satire, and I feel like it just like sheds a a light on some things that, especially right now, where it's super um, it could be looked at as super dark times and stress and all that. But like if you can find some humor in the situation it makes it a lot easier to digest mm. yeah yeah i agree yeah for There's sure definitely a lot of humor in that show too if you look at <laughs> <them>. <laughs> yeah. um i think another good thing for going back to stress management is kind of what what eric said right off the top when he was talking about how he was he was stress-free at the hospital in such a stressful situation because he had so many people around him and i think that community aspect is so important and obviously we're we're, we're practicing the social distancing, but that doesn't mean you can't reach out to people or hop in on it. For those listening, we're members here, hop in on a Zoom class to see some familiar faces and that, that importance of reaching out to people and having that community and not just kind of turning off and sheltering yourself through all this could really help reduce that stress if that's something that uh, you're suffering with right now. So reach out to people, stay connected as much as possible and, and utilize this great community we have uh, to, to build yourself up while also helping others. I think that was a good point that Eric Eric mentioned at the beginning there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, time to get up. <laughs>
I've noticed like even outside the Zoom classes, like just the FaceTime, Skype, Zoom technology, I've been more apt to use it just to interact with like other friends than I normally would have before quarantine. Like now I'm actually like, instead of just giving you a phone call, like let's sit down and talk face to face. And um, I don't know, I never utilized this type of technology before, but I think that's going to be, I think it's this. Yeah, it's definitely a, a different like way to interact. I, I think I like it a lot better, like video calling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever made a video call before this whole thing. So it's been different. <laughs> yeah. I've always like video called my um, brother to like see my nephews and stuff over in the Netherlands. But yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I've used it before. I feel like it's so superior to text because like texting is like the top like communication modality, but there's there's it's leaves so much up for interpretation. (laughs) So much gets lost over text for sure. Yeah. So it's like, you could just do this for like, you know, just a quick chat. Right. Like I was saying, I was telling you guys before we started recording here, like even a couple of friends of my mine and I, we hopped on a Zoom meeting during a, a live stream of Dave Matthews concert a few weeks ago. And there was maybe six or seven of us, five or six of us. And it was really fun. Like everyone was listening to music, chatting. And obviously it's like, you're not at a concert, but it's like, I guess the, the next closest thing you can in the current situation we're in. So that's, that kind of stuff was fun too. So um, just hopping on it like a, I know people are doing like Friday night happy hours and stuff like that and hopping on with their friends and just chatting for a little bit. It's a great way to stay, stay connected and still, still see your friends in a different manner, but trying to stay, uh, stay as uplifted as possible through this. Right. And you don't have to wear pants. You don't. True. <laughs> Make sure your camera's up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, any yeah, other so, uh, tactics yeah getting back to it what do you, what are some other things you guys do for reducing stress well Tyler kind of mentioned it already but kind of piggybacking off of his like try to stay informed with everything that's going on you don't want to be uh, naive to it or just straight up not paying attention so get informed but then try not to get overwhelmed especially when it comes to reading or watching the news, like go into reputable sources like the Center for Disease Control or the World Health Organization or like your local health people, departments, get the information you need and then check off. Kind of like Tyler said, go read a book, go, go for a run, go outside, go hang out with your family, do something else. Don't sit in front of the news station for three hours during the day because whether it be print or TV, like the news makes money off of getting clicks and views. So they're going to be over sensationalized and, and kind of in a way like cause panic on purpose so they can get more views and sell more ad revenue. So you're not doing yourself any good mental health wise or even physically uh, by sitting in front of that TV all day. So stay informed and then get off as fast as you can. All right. It's a good point. Um, One morning routine that I've, this is different for me because I'm used to like coaching in the morning or, um, yeah, I was just, I have, I have a different freedom in the morning now is that as soon as I roll out of bed, I'll bring the dogs down back and I'll, while they like go do their thing, I'll do some type of like really low intensity movement, like sit on the bike for two minutes or I'll, you know, do like slow burpees or I'll just do something to breathe for one or two minutes 
where I'm all I'm thinking about is just moving and like and flushing my lungs out, I guess. Um, and then I put on music like right away and I start my morning like that, or I have been um, every day for the past like week or two. And I think that like setting that high bar in the morning of like positive intention and just like, um, the first thing I'm doing is not going on to Twitter and seeing like, Oh, what's the update on coronavirus? Like I'm doing something for myself, for my mental health and my physical health in the first five, 10 minutes of the day. And then if I feel the urge to go read something online or whatever, I'll go do it. But I at least want to set the first thing I do in order. Um, you know, that's a positive step in the day. Yeah, kind of proactively controls how you're going to set your day up mm-hmm. rather than like going online and just crap is thrown at you, you know, right away. Yeah. I read a, no, I read a study once that um, the most malleable point in your day, like in terms of ingesting information and like how it can affect your physiology is the first like five minutes from when you wake up so like your brain is super malleable at that point so if you wake up and you like the first thing you do is open twitter and it's like new death toll reaches one million you're like god this is how the day is gonna go like and and it just permeates deeper in the morning so like if you wake up and you're like throwing on jack johnson and like moving around and breathing the first couple minutes it's hard to have a bad day and to be stressed out. It might come later in the day, like we get it, but you don't have to start your day like that. You don't have to self-inflict the stress. Mm. Right. Well, that's one thing I've been trying to do every day. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah, I think it's all, all good tips there. Yeah. Just try to stay connected, stay informed, but uh, take this time to focus on improving yourself in one way or another or, or multiple ways if you can. No. All right. I think um, that'll do it. One, another way to reduce stress is looking at cute things. So maybe we can get a cute oh, thing on. Baby, baby, baby. Guest appearance. And the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. You you waited this long on the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. <laughs> Hi, Lara. <laughs> Hi. Say hello to your CFN CFS family. <laughs> the new boss. Yeah. <laughs> she she'll be crushing lots soon. Oh, she's so cute. It's her first yeah. video appearance ever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's awake, so that's a plus. Yeah, Yeah. she's a natural. (laughs) Looking right into the camera. (laughs) Eye contact. (laughs) Natural. Yeah. She's like, what the hell is going on? All right, well. That's a good thing to sign off on. You can't do that. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, see ya. Thanks everybody. Yeah.